everybody. What is up? <laughs> okay, before anything, like this is really important. Before, before I say anything, before I kind of like talk to you guys, tell you some fun stories, I just feel like it's really important to honor. And when I mean like honor, like I feel like a lot of people in this room don't understand that we have some of the greatest leaders in the world. Like when I mean like greatest leaders in the world, like we have leaders that pray for us, that are consistent, that are here every Friday and every Sunday. And I feel like this is extra special for me because right here, like you guys standing right now, like this is the community that like led me. This is the community that's leading me. This is the community that corrected me. This is the community that I can truly say that I'm here because of them. I'm here because of a Pastor Michael and Maria Durso. I'm here because of a Pastor Chris and Pastor Jack. I'm Pastor Jairus. I'm here because of Ryan and Janice. And seriously, I love every single one of them, but I love you guys. Like, I mean, like, I wish I could tell, like, each and every one of you, like, how much I love you, but, like, that'll take a long time. But I truly love everyone in this room because you decided to come here on a Friday night where you can be doing anything else. And I want to get right into this. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Exodus 17. Exodus 17. If you don't have your real Bible, you can take it on your phone, like, I guess. But if you have a physical Bible, turn to Exodus 17. And we're actually going to start at verse 8. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rehdim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of a hill with a staff of God in my hand. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur were on the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. If you are taking notes today, I want to preach to you a message titled, United We Stand. United We Stand. Let's pray. God, we thank you for everything that you're doing in this place. And we ask that your presence just come down. And these just be your words, O oh God. And all of us receive it in our own way, Lord. We give it all to you and we pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Okay, so I want to give you guys a little bit of context of what is happening in this story. When I mean like what's happening, I want to give you the lowdown. So we have Moses, that's one person, and he is, you know, a leader. He's a great man of God, and he is standing there, and he tells Joshua, hey, I need you to get some of our men and go fight another army. So they're ready. They get together. They're about to fight. And then Moses, he has one job. And that is while they're fighting on the bottom of the hill, they're on the top and they're holding up their hands. So I want you guys to understand that as long as Moses has his hands up and the staff is in the air, the Amalekites are losing and Joshua and his crew are winning. But the moment Moses lowers his hands, that's when Joshua and his team start losing and the Amalekites start winning. And you have to understand that this army, even though in the story it's only a few verses and it's like, oh, like it's happening so fast. Like this, this war was happening throughout the whole day. It even, and the story ends with, oh, Joshua won at sunset. Like it was happening the whole day and Moses was holding his hands up. And we get to the point of the story 
where Moses' hands grew tired. He was physically exhausted. And when I mean physically exhausted, I, I don't work out, but imagine that I did, or imagine that you guys work out if you do. Imagine having a crazy workout, and the next day you wake up and you are just physically exhausted. That was Moses at this moment. He was tired. He, his hands were shaking. He was trying to keep the staff in the air, but it just wasn't working out. He couldn't do it alone. Repeat after me. I can't do this alone. I can't do this alone. You have to understand Moses. When we're talking about Moses, Moses is is a man of God, he's a prophet, he's, he's the very person that led these people out of slavery. Like he is, he's the man, everyone knows about him, everyone knows his name. This is Moses right now, and he's tired. Like if I was Moses, and they were like, oh, like, are you okay? I would've been like, yeah, I'm good. I would've played it all cool. I would've been like, I got this, like nah, I don't need your help. Cause I, I don't want them to think like anything different of me. It actually reminds me of this one time. So it was my 16th birthday. When I mean like 16th birthday, you know, like you have your birthdays, but there's just some birthdays that are like extra special. So it was my 16th birthday and I didn't have like a crazy sweet 16. I didn't like go all in, but my family did come over. My friends came over and we were celebrating and I knew that I was going to get some pretty good gifts. Like, you know, when you're going to get some pretty good gifts and I'm there, you know, I'm opening the gifts and one of the gifts was a new skateboard. Guys, you're like, oh, it's a skateboard. Like, what? like, guys, like skateboards nowadays cost like $300. Like this was a new skateboard and I was so happy. I was so excited because you have to understand too, like I like skating. I like skating. I've done it before. I have friends who skate. Like it's something I like to do. So when I got this new skateboard, the first like, reaction I had is I kind of like got a few of my friends and I'm like, hey, like, like follow me. And we like left the house and I took them to our local hill. Yes, I live in an area where we have a local hill. And the hill's attached to this driveway, and I got all my friends together, and I'm like, guys, I'm going to go down this hill, and I want you guys to watch me. And what I mean, like, I've done this, like, a billion times, so I knew that, like, straight up, like, I was going to kill it. They were going to applaud me. Sweet 16, who needed it? This was the moment, like, I was waiting for. So I get on my skateboard. We're on the top of the hill, and, like, I start going down. I'm good. I'm balanced. I'm chilling. I'm awesome. And mid-hill, I noticed that at the bottom there was a giant hole. This hole has never been there before, I promise, guys. So I'm literally mid-hill, and I, like, see my fate before my eyes. My friends are watching me, and I get to the bottom of this hill. This skateboard falls into the hole. I fly off, and next thing you know, my whole body is, like, scraping against the concrete. Scraping against the concrete. And the next thing I know, I'm on the floor, I'm looking, and the whole side of my pants ripped open. There's blood gushing out, and I look up, and there's all my friends on the top of the hill. And I had to make a decision at that moment, guys. And at that moment, I got up, and I'm like, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right, guys. I wasn't all right. I'm like gushing blood. My body's in pain. And I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. And my friends run down the hill. They're like, you know, do you want me to get your mom? Do you know, do you want me to call someone? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. And like, I start like limping. Like I'm limping back to my house. And like, it's actually really funny. Like the friend that, like one of my friends over there is like sitting there and she's just like laughing. That wasn't funny. Like blood everywhere. And I'm limping back to my house because I thought that being vulnerable meant that I was weak. 
I thought that because if I was vulnerable and I showed a sign of vulnerability, it meant that I was inexperienced, that I really couldn't do the task that I thought that I could do. But you have to understand when you look at Moses, the man of God, he knew the importance of vulnerability. He was the first one to say, I can't hold up the staff anymore. I can't do this alone. And it was because of his vulnerability, they won the battle. It was because he decided to expose the very thing that he knew he couldn't do to get help from others. And I know from experience, it's not easy, but you can't do this alone. You can try to do it alone. You can try to pursue this life of holiness alone. You can try to be consistent alone. You can try to go day by day, walking this walk of faith, fighting this fight alone. But at one point, you're going to find yourself slowly burning out. And as you're slowly bringing out, you're going to get to the point where you're physically, you're mentally and emotionally exhausted when all you had to do was say, hey, I need help. Hey, I need someone to be there because I can't do this by myself. And if I was to put it in simpler terms, Christianity is community. Christianity is community. And how do I know this? Because in the word of God, it says, as iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another. As one strand, it can be overpowered. Three stranded cords cannot be easily broken. Guys, Jesus, he walked in community. When he was on this earth, he was rolling with his 12. But not only that, he was walking with, in community with the Father and the Holy Spirit. He was walking in community because at the end of the day, you need people right there, right beside you. And I'm not no master chef and I can't bake, but I know that when you put ingredients together the right way, something good comes from it. And I believe that when we look, we look at our life and we look at what, what we're facing, when we throw vulnerability in the mix, it's not the always easiest thing. We might be doubtful. We're like, oh, like, I don't know if this is going to turn out good. I'm putting vulnerability out there. I'm telling people that I can't do this. I'm telling people that I might not be able to go the next day by myself. And we're kind of skeptical. We throw it in there. And after we throw vulnerability, we throw community. And we throw community in the, out there. Now we're saying like, hey, we can't do this alone. But now there's people beside me that are walking with me. And you know what that produces? Accountability. I love what Ryan and Zach did up here. Because accountability is so important. And this is me speaking from a place of just, I've been there. When I decided to be like, hey, I can do this. I'm independent. Because I know in high school, I thought that I was like a woman. And I was like, 15. I'm like, I'm a woman. I don't need no one's help. But you need that help and you need that accountability. And even if it's just a text, a text in the morning, like, hey, like, are you reading your word today? Or what if you receive a text saying, hey, I'm praying for you? It makes all the difference. It makes all the difference because I truly believe that once you can admit you need help, you're one step closer to winning the battle. And once you admit that you can't do this alone, you are one step closer in tasting the victory. And know that this fight is not easy. And it would be wrong of me to say that you're going to leave this place and go back to your high schools, go back to your jobs, and everything's going to be all great. And yes, like I'm vulnerable now and I have community. But like, no, this fight isn't easy, but this fight wasn't meant to be fought alone. Yeah, this fight isn't easy, but you're fighting with other people. 
I want to be able to confidently say that I'm fighting with someone. I'm fighting anxiety together with someone. I'm fighting trauma together. I'm fighting depression. I'm fighting lust. And I'm fighting with this because it doesn't mean that I'm going through it. But I'm fighting with it because I have a brother and I have a sister who might be going through it. And it's so important to fight this fight together because together we're better. Together we're better. I actually remember this one time I was in middle school. And it's like, you know, when you're in middle school, like if you have any middle schools in the house, like shout out to you. Because when I was in middle school, I was like a mess. Like, I, you know, I like, did, like, I didn't know. I wore the same sweater like every day. I didn't like know what I was doing with my life. And like in middle school, one thing I know is I didn't have money. Like I didn't. Like, I mean, my mom would give me, like, $5 for the week, but, like, what can I truly get with that? So what did you do? We did stuff for free. So I remember this one time I was with my best friend, and we were in the park because, guys, the park is free. And we're hanging out in the park, and we're doing our own thing, and then we end up at the swing set, and we're just chilling, my middle school self, with my best friend who's also in middle school, and I see this kid who's obviously older than us, and he's, like, bullying Another small kid. Like, like, if I was, like, the kid, like, I would be over here, and I would be, like, this tall. And he's, like, bullying this little kid who's, like, this big. Like, he's so tiny. And he's, like, you know, like, fussing around with him and, like, saying, like, oh, like, like you know, what are you going to do about it? And, like, I see this, and, like, my best friend and I are over here. And, you know, like, I felt uncomfortable. So what did I do? I, like, went up to the kid, and in the most polite way possible, I was, like, 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 what are you doing? And I'm, like, I was, like, like, you should, like, I felt so bad. I'm like, you should leave him alone. And I started telling this kid, like, you should just leave this other kid alone. Like, he, I'm like, he's not doing anything to you. I was here, and he was just swinging on the swings, and he was doing his own thing. And I'm like, you should leave him alone. And the kid comes up to my face, walks up to my face, because I can't make this up, walks up to my face, like, right there. She's, he's, like, this big. So he's, like, looking down at me, and he was like, be quiet. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, I, I don't know what to react to. So I was like, be quiet. So I'm like, like, okay, I'll be quiet. Can I just tell you, I handled this way better than my best friend did. My best friend, who was all the way over here, charged up to this kid and said, tell her be quiet one more time. So I'm like, so I'm like quiet, because he told me to be quiet. So I'm like quiet. I tell her to be quiet one more time. And then the kid, like he felt challenged. Because you know, I don't know about you, but like he looked like he was in high school. He was, he's a guy, he's in high school. He felt challenged. So he came up to me and he was like, be quiet. I can't make this up, guys. My friend, about at the time, probably like 92 pounds, shorter than me, she went up to him and Duffed him in the face. Guys, she went up to him and punched him in the face. And I was just like, like, I didn't, I didn't understand like what was going on. Like I stood, like I was in surprise. And this kid, he did not see that coming. So he was in surprise. I was in surprise. And my friend was just there, like, like, like I told you, like, did not tell her to be quiet. So like she was there, and then we're in this moment of silence. And at this moment, he realized that she was on my side. And then I realized that she was on my side. I realized that she was one of those friends that no matter what, she was gonna fight for me. And she proved that by punching this guy in the face. And if I can assume, which I do assume, that we're all fighting this fight together, if others are looking at us, they should know whose side you're on. They should know 
whose side you're fighting for. In Romans 15, it says, may our dependably steady and warmly personal God develop maturity in you so that you can get along with each other as well as Jesus gets along with us. Then we'll be like a choir, not our voices only, but our lives singing in harmony in a stunning anthem to the God and Father of our Master Jesus. Our lives singing in harmony in a stunning anthem to the God, our Father, our Master Jesus. I don't know if you understand this or I don't know if you realize this, but our unity brings hope to a world that's divided. Our unity brings hope to a world that's divided because I don't have to go and list X, Y, and Z on how our world's divided right now. All you have to do is turn on the news. All you have to do is sit in your cafeteria and overhear the most recent gossip or the most recent conversation. I don't need to emphasize or over-exaggerate or enlarge how our world is divided. But that right now doesn't matter. What matters is that in a world divided, there needs to be some type of picture that people can look to. There needs to be some type of picture that someone can just look straight at and say, wow, that's what unity looks like. Like, wow, that's what it looks like to be together instead of all the arguing and disagreements. And he said this or she said that. And honestly, I just feel that this metaphor or this picture that the Bible's kind of painting is that it says that when we decide to be united, we now become a choir. And when we become a choir, it's not only one voice singing, it's our lives singing in harmony. And I feel there's such beauty in that. Why? Because I don't know about you, but when I hear something good, I'm going to keep on listening to it. When I hear something good, I'm going to listen in. I'm going to be intense about it. I might replay it like 20 million times on my iPad or on my radio or on my phone. You know why? Because it's good. When others hear our lives, when they hear our fight or when they see us, they should be seeing this goodness. They should be hearing the harmonies of our unity because unity isn't the easiest thing. I've learned this. It is not easy to get along with people. You're not gonna always get along with everybody. You might try to be buddy-buddy and try to please everyone and try to be everyone's best friend, but in reality, you're gonna end up disagreeing with people and you're gonna end up you know, having your view and they have their view, but it's okay because we're human. But even though unity might be not the most convenient thing, it's necessary. It's necessary because at the end of the day, there are people watching us. And it sounds like super creepy, like, oh, like, what do you mean I'm being watched? But I just feel like in a world where we have so little hope, people are just grabbing or gravitating onto wherever they see hope or feel hope or they hear a story about hope and they want to hear more about it. And because people are there watching us, they need to see the body of Christ together. Why? Because at the end of the day, the last thing this world needs is the body of Christ to be divided. The last thing, what they need to see are people who choose to be in community, people who choose to worship together, people who choose to do be true to your school together, people who choose to meet up with their tribe, people who choose to read their Bible. Why? Because these are demonstrations showing physical, real life situations that unity still exists. And, you know, once we're vulnerable with each other, we can get to this point of community where we're so close that we're unstoppable. 
that nothing can come between us, that nothing can break any barrier that we put up and we're saying, hey, you want to come toward us? We're going to show you how strong we are together. And I think of this fight in Exodus 17. And I think of Joshua, he's fighting and he's doing his thing with his men. And we don't get into detail on how the fight planned out. We don't know if there's some, some died. We don't know if all of them ab was able to get out safe. But the thing is, is that Joshua, he's long gone, but we're still telling a story today. Joshua is long gone, but we're still learning from his fight and his willingness to be united with his fellow men. When we're long gone, who's going to hear our story? Who's going to tell our story? Who's going to be able to say, I can learn from this? Because at the end of the day, as a Christian, we're not only supposed to live momentarily, but we should give everything we have to the point that when we're gone, our legacy is left. And people know that it was because of Jesus and it was because we, st we stood united together. And it was because there, there was people to the left of us and to the right of us. Because at the end of the day, when I'm gone, I want people to know that I fought this good fight with Janice. I fought this good fight with Bridget, with Jason. That I fought this good fight with Edgar, with Ryan, with Diana, with Mel, with Hannah. Because at the end of the day, our unity will speak volumes. And we don't even have to say anything. We don't even have to say anything. And this story, there's, there's a lot of highlights to the story, but I know when I'm reading the Bible, I always pick, like, my favorite, like, moment. Like, I'll be reading a story, and it would just, you know, everything would be amazing, and I, like, received all of it, but there's always highlights for me that impact me personally. And when I read this story, what impacted me the most is when Moses, when he was up on that hill, when he was standing there, the moment, like, literally the moment he needed someone, there was someone to the left and someone to the right of him. The moment, like literally all he had to do was say, I need help. There was someone right there and right there. It says even in the Bible, if we read it, it says one was on one side and one went on the other. I'm actually going to invite Jawara up here to play behind me. But there was this one time I was in California. And if you know me, I love adventure. When I mean like I love adventure, guys, like, I love it. Like, if you're going to California, best believe that I'm not going to hang out, like, at a beach or I'm not going to be in the hotel, in the pool. Like, I'm going to be doing something crazy. When I mean crazy, like, I mean, like, climbing things and exploring. But there was this one time in California, I was climbing a mountain or a hill. I was climbing a large hill, very casual stuff. And I was with my two friends. And it was rainy season, so it was pouring rain and it was windy. And we're climbing this hill. And this is not some, like, little hill. Like, this is, like... California status like giant hill and we're climbing and we're climbing and the rain's coming out on us and I get super excited when I mean like I get like super duper excited I'm like I want to see what's at the top of this hill so I start climbing and climbing and climbing and I like kind of get ahead of these two and I you know I like at the point where I'm kind of so far ahead that I can look back at them and I'm up there and I'm not at the top yet but I'm almost there and I kind of give a peek back and I see that one of my friends slips. And you have to understand, like, this is not like a tiny hill because it's so large. If my friend would have fell to the bottom, she would have even gotten severely hurt or she would have died. It is what it is. Literally slipped and almost fell. But as I was looking, 
once she slipped, my other friend was there and reached out his hand and caught her. Reached out his hand and caught her, lifted her up, and then we all ended up coming to the top of the mountain. And you would think, we all made it. I'm so excited. Like, I'm so happy. Like, let's take an Instagram photo. But at that moment, I wasn't happy anymore. I was really, I was actually really sad. And I was really sad because as I'm standing up there, I realized that I was so far ahead. I isolated myself so much that when my friend needed help, I wasn't reaching distance. That when my friend needed help, I wasn't there able to reach out my hand and pick her up. And it gets even scarier. That when I was on top of that hill, I realized that if I would have fell, there would have been no one there to catch me that I isolated myself so much and I went so far up because I was so excited. I was so like, I can do this, I can do this. And there was nobody there if I would have fell to catch me. United we stand. United we stand. I feel like sometimes when God gives us moments, we should always take advantage of it. And when I mean that, I just feel that it would be wrong of me not to take advantage of this moment right now. I want everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. So everyone's heads bowed, eyes closed. No one's looking at you. I know that there's people in this room right now who feel alone. There's people in this room right now who feel alone. You've been feeling you've been doing this alone for so long that there's no one to the left. There's no one to the side of you. And like Moses, you feel like you can't do this anymore by yourself. You feel that every time you want to lift up your hand, you're shaking because you're physically, you're emotionally, you're just exhausted. And there's people who do feel this way. But I, I don't only want to encourage you that you're not alone, but I want to pray for you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking, doesn't matter who's on the left or to the right of you. If you feel like you've been walking your, in your life alone, you feel like you haven't, haven't had someone there for you and you just want someone to be able to lift up your hand, I want you to stand right now. Thank you. Thank you. Stand. Stand. You're not alone, people are standing. Thank you, thank you. I'm gonna give a few more moments. If you feel like you have been doing this by yourself for so long, I just want you to stand. If there's somebody standing to the left or to the right of you, I want you to stand right, right next to them. If you see someone standing, I want you to stand right next to them. And I want you to come forward because I want to pray with you. But you don't have to come forward alone. The people who are standing to the left or the right of you, I want to encourage you to come up right now because I do want to pray for you guys. And when you do come up, I want you to lift the hand of the person right beside you. I want you to lift your hand because I want you to know that you are not doing this alone. That you might feel that way. You might feel exhausted, but you're not doing this alone. And if someone is here and they're in the front and they're coming to this altar and there's no one next to them, I want you to come and lift their hands. Why lift their hand? Because there's someone to the left and there's someone to the right of you. And if you're sitting in the congregation, I want to encourage you to stand up and grab the person, grab the person's hand to the left and to the right of you and lift their hands up. 
lift their hand up. If you got to squeeze their hands to show if there's someone right beside you, do it. If you got to give them a nudge on the back so they know if they're not in this alone, do it. lifted up before I pray I just want you to know with the hands right beside you Moses Joshua and his crew they were there fighting that battle that day and the moment they lifted their hands the moment they lifted their hands they started to win the battle but they won the battle because of the power of God and I want you to know that right now as you stand next to your brother and as you stand next to your sister you're winning the battle right now because the enemy doesn't want you to be united. The enemy doesn't want you to have anyone in their life. If the enemy had their way, you would be isolated and alone right now. But you know what? Right now you're winning the battle. But I want you guys to know that the ultimate victory is found in Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you there is someone on the left and on the right of us, oh God. There is someone there, oh God, that even though we may get weak, oh God, and even though we may fall, oh God, together we are better, oh God, and we stand united in your presence, oh God, that when we leave this place, oh God, we're going to be stronger, oh God. We're going to be fearless, oh God. We're going to know, oh God, what it looks like to not walk this walk alone, oh God. So we give this all to you, oh God. And and we thank you, oh God, that you are the ultimate victory, oh God. And no matter what we go through, you already are winning this battle, oh God. And you have placed people in the life, oh God, people in our life to fight it with us. And we pray this all in your son's holy and matchless name. Amen.